This is Hope FM. And the time is 18 minutes after 8 o'clock. Well, have you been travelling recently? I have. I can honestly say that I have been on the buses twice recently, on a train uh, once. But somebody who knows a lot about transport is the Managing Director of Yellow Buses uh, here in uh, in our local area. Good morning to you, David. Good morning, Blair, and good morning to all the listeners at home. I think it was about a week before lockdown was declared that you were last in the studio. Uh, and we had plans for us to do quite a bit more. Of course, all that had to go beside the board. How has it impacted you on yellow buses? I mean, in those early days particularly, I mean, it must come, uh, must have been quite a shock when, when, when Boris said, you know, we've all got to stay at home and, and transport is definitely not on. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you're right. It is hard to believe. It's it's only about I don't know six months ago, and and the world seems to have um, completely changed in it in those six months, and, and and all our lives as well. Yeah. I mean, I think th- those early days were an absolute struggle because, like like a lot of businesses, you know, when you suddenly find that um, your your customer base uh, virtually collapses overnight, is is how to sort of turn everything off very quickly. Um, you know, obviously, the furlough scheme w- w- was really useful, and you know, quite a lot of our staff en- en- ended up um, on that. Um, we, however, we maintained a, a network of, of, of bus routes um, all the way through because you know we were very conscious that there were a lot of key workers who needed to travel to the hospital and other places, and not everybody has um, access to, to to a car. So I think we we quickly got into a situation where. Um, we had that kind of base level that, that was working. And just to put some perspective on that, I think at the, the lowest um, uh, point, which would have been um, end of March, beginning of April, we were carrying about 8% of what we would normally carry in, t- in terms of passenger numbers. So, you know, that just shows how um, passenger journeys collapsed. And, of course, we saw there was literally no traffic on the, on, on the roads. You know, uh, the morning peak was, was non-existent. There was just nobody about I mean, it must have come as a shock to you having your hand on the tiller of of the business because it wouldn't have been very clear how the the massive losses that would inevitably because presumably you still have to pay your staff and uh, and so on and in those early days it, it it took a little bit of time for things like furlough and all of that to kick in and it it did yes I mean I mean you know those first few weeks uh, you know the stress levels were through the roof I mean I certainly wasn't sleeping and you're kind of thinking how on earth are we going to get through this but then again the whole country was in in, in the same so so you you can't think well sh- surely something's going to happen um but you know I, I don't mind missing that um th- those first few weeks i i just didn't know where, where we were going to turn um fortunately the the government scheme for furlough kicked in but more importantly for us the, the, there was a realization the government that actually that they had to support um transport uh, because otherwise when this was all over um, the businesses just wouldn't be there anymore they've done it with trains nationally uh, but they've also done it with bus services so we we got some direct funding through the department for transport um to uh, basically um, cover the the costs, or, or basically the difference between the costs and revenue that we take. So it's a very complicated formula, but it, it's it's keeping us going. And actually, we're in a, a much better place than we thought we would be six months ago. Now, of course, the buses never stop running. Certainly, mm. like you, I live in Christchurch, and uh, we'd often take the bus actually into you know into in, in, into Bournemouth. How did you gauge the what level of service to supply? Because you you didn't stop running services. 
But it must be a challenge to know what level of service to provide. Yeah, you, you're right because I think I think actually in those those early couple of weeks we we had a few goes at, at reducing frequencies um, until we settled on something that was actually right for the for the for the relatively small number of people who are travelling. Um, but but the other interesting part of that was actually getting everybody to think on the feet and and do things a lot quicker um, and. You know, it, we quickly got ourselves in, into a system where we were able to react quickly. Um, we had a lot of conversations with BCP and with um, the hospital and, and other sort of big employers, and quickly sort of changed the times and and the and the, indeed even some of the routes that we we operated in in order to ensure that you know particularly at the hospital, we could get those kind of key workers um, to work in time for their shifts and, and home again afterwards. So we introduced a couple of um, bespoke routes that were specifically for, for the hospital. But all of that was done in record time because normally there's a, uh, a legal process that we have to go through before we can start or finish routes. And all of that has been sort of um, put on one side. And as long as we've got agreement with the local authority, we were able to do these kind of rapid changes. And I suppose one of one of the, the great things about about the whole pandemic has been the way people have been able to work together you know so as you quite rightly said things that have been not as normal there has there's been a recognition that we're in we're in a brand new world at the moment aren't we absolutely and i think you know if there is any I, I hate to use the um, the term silver lining because it's not right when so many people have been ill and have lost their lives. But if the, if there is any sort of um, positive out of all of this, is that actually businesses and particularly our business has has been very quick to adapt and actually we learnt a lot of lessons that will serve us well going forward. But but more so than that, I think the the staff have all come together in in a way that is 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 is, is kind of been. Um, really refreshing and actually you know we think of ourselves as a family company you know we're, not, we're no longer part of a big multinational corporate corporate group and you know the dedication of our staff has been absolutely amazing you know they are key workers themselves and and actually they moved you know uh, hell and high water to get things done and actually um we we've ended up i i think with a with a, a much better family atmosphere within the company uh, as a result well, now of course we're we're in, again new territory. We're in we're gradually returning to uh, levels of normality. Although obviously we say that with caution, you know. Um, but but for you, what does that what does that mean? When now that it is possible, and the government are encouraging people to to go back to work, go back to the workplace, and so on. Um, uh, obviously, a greater need for transport. You've stepped up again. How, how have you measured that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a, there's a few things at play here. I think you know, f- first first of all, it's probably just worth saying that the the government messaging is still quite mixed and still quite confused on on different things. And you know, it depends which minister you see interviewed as as to what is actually going on at the moment. And you know, there've been that many U turns. I think we're all facing the same direction we first started, aren't we? But um, I think um, in terms of actually moving forwards. Um, the the big the big thing is schools resuming, which kind of happens um, on Friday for some of the schools, but properly for uh, next Monday. Uh, it's amazing that it's only only a week to go. And off the back of that, I think what we we anticipate then seeing is more people um, resuming kind of normal working um, arrangements once the, the students are back at school. So in order to get to that point. Um, 
our vehicles are capacity limited at the moment, so we don't allow standing passengers. Generally, the rule is 50% of the seated capacity, but that can alter depending on if there's family bubbles on board who are obviously allowed to travel. Um, so in order to increase the, the capacity on the routes um, from today, in fact, 1st of September, many of our routes have, have, are seeing increased frequencies. Um, so, so obviously that means there's more buses on the road. But probably more importantly, in, t- in terms of some reassurance for parents out there who've got kids travelling to school, um, we've got lots of extra vehicles which are dedicated school buses which will start running um, from from uh, from next week. So all the routes which have got schools on them, um, the 1s, the 3s, the 18s, the 33s, they will all have extra vehicles on them which are specific, specifically there for school kids. Um, and we do some pieces as well. So um, on that on, on their dedicated school routes, again, there'll be extra vehicles. Um, so that there's a lot going on. Um, to, to ensure that there's a capacity there. Um, probably also worth just mentioning in, in terms of um, um, what happens in, in terms of cleanliness of, of vehicles. And I, I think it's, it's, it's true to say that um, cleanliness is probably um, the best it, it's ever been. And I don't say that light, lightly, I'll explain why in a second. But basically, we completely changed our cleaning regime. Um, in the old days, if you like, six months ago, every bus would be cleaned once it, it uh, rolled into the depot at night. Um, now what we do is at between four and five in the morning, our team of cleaners literally go through every bus and give it a deep clean. So by the time they, they start leaving the depot, they are in a uh, pristine condition. Um, every bus is now finished, fit, fit, fitted with uh, hand sanitizer, which is generally um, near the front um, by the luggage rack. Um, and uh, we, have, we have had uh, our vehicles tested, um, so we, we volunteered as a guinea pig really for scientists from um, the government, which turned out to be Porton Down. So they came one morning early on and took samples of, of um, uh, from the uh, the vehicles before they've been cleaned, and then again afterwards, and that came back as a, a, a clean bill of, bill of health that there was there was no virus uh, to be found. But more importantly than that, they they were actually really complimentary about the way we've changed our uh, cleaner regime and and the way we actually um, do it to, to the vehicles. So it's a a more time consuming process, and our um, ladies and gents who, who do the cleaning are really doing a fantastic job. This is Hope FM. My very special guest, the managing director of Yellow Buses, uh, David Squire, and we've been talking about uh, about getting back to some form of of normality. Now, obviously, we, we've moved from uh, you know don't travel to now travel. Would you say, from your perspective, that the public confidence is beginning to to build? Is it? I mean, albeit slowly with some people, but. Uh, but certainly on the two journeys that I made, and fairly recently, the, the, I mean, the bus wasn't full by any means, but the, but it, it, it also wasn't empty, you know. And people were, because you have made it possible to the spacing and so on that you talked about earlier on, uh, it was it was quite clear. How, how have you measured that sort of public confidence? Yeah, I, I think you're right, Blair. I mean, I think, um, you know, that... If you go back to the six months, nobody had any confidence uh, uh, at all. But actually, as um, face coverings have become mandatory, and particularly now so more within enclosed spaces such as um, shops and museums and and other buildings, but but actually it's becoming more the norm. 
and people therefore accept it and I think that in itself is kind of breathing that confidence and of course with the 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 um the number of covid infections um going down so so, so dramatically over the summer again I think people feel generally in inverted commas a bit, a bit safer go, going about you know we're we're really fortunate in sort of Dorset in the southwest that despite all these large numbers of people coming to the area on on holiday we're not seeing any kind of rise in, in infections and actually the the areas which are um which have got those kind of uh, infection issues tend to be the cities where, where people are obviously living on top of one another and i guess the kind of area that we we live in um is ge- generally a lot safer um uh, because of that so i think you're right the the confidence is is improving um and i think um you know, it's not just about people wearing face coverings. It's about the the sanitizer and people being more careful and washing hands uh, more frequently. All the simple things that we've been told for for, for some months. Um, obviously, on on our vehicles, the, the capacity is limited. You know, we ask people where possible to sit next to the windows and and to keep the windows open. I know that'll be a bit harder once we get into the the, the much colder weather. Um, but also, um, you know, our, our drivers are, are in a situation where they're, they're protected by the screens and their cabs. So some of our ch- drivers choose for, for, for their own reasons to wear face coverings, but there's no requirement for them to wear face coverings. And indeed, if you think about um, people who are reliant on lip reading, they need to see what a driver is saying to them. And obviously, there's a lot of disabilities out there which aren't obvious to people. Now, sadly, of course, um, there are those who are unfortunately disrespectful we've seen this with rubbish on the beaches and i guess you've seen it in terms of interaction with your drivers uh, i mean have has there been much in the way of of people you know refusing to wear a mask giving the drivers abuse i mean i know this will always be you know the the exception rather than the rule with a lot of people but nevertheless it must have been quite stressful for yeah, some of your drivers yeah i i agree and i, I think you know uh, i suppose the first thing to to say is it's really important to stress the that you do get that small minority and not to give the impression that it, it's all of the people all the time which, which it certainly isn't i mean we we estimate compliance with face covering wearing is about 90 percent it was probably um, 70% when it first started it is becoming more the norm particularly with shops and things so, so I think people do, people are used to it but of course the, the, you know, those 10% that aren't wearing them um, there are a, a large list of um, exemptions which, which uh, people don't need to wear a, a face covering for, they're, they're all on our um, website if, if people want to know um, but you know, some of them are, are fairly obvious ones. So, uh, children under eleven don't need to wear them. Uh, people who've got, say, uh, respiratory diseases um, don't need to wear them. But then, of course, there are, there's a whole raft of people who've got some form of disability, um, which actually precludes that they don't need to wear a face covering. And um, where we see the the uh, the issues tend to be with customers actually taking issue with other customers who aren't wearing them um and you know the the same has happened with, with drivers as well we've had drivers sort of verbally abused um fortunately we've had no physical abuse although a mobile driver was attacked um about a month ago in his cab um which which is absolutely deplorable but i mean i guess my my message to people would be actually please be more tolerant you know a lot of um 
a lot of uh, disabilities aren't obvious and you know there have been instances in the press nationally over the last few weeks where people are now afraid to go into shops and other things because they're being constantly abused for not wearing a a face covering and there's a very valid reason why they can't Um, so I think as a society we just need to be a lot more tolerant. Now, obviously, going forward, we none of us really know the way things are going. Uh, certainly in our, in our area, you've already said that the number of cases being reported is quite low compared to the national. But again, we can't be we, we can't be complacent. Um, you're part of a campaign, a, a much broader campaign to uh, I'll read it out. Stay local, spend local and uh, and travel <laughs> local what's at the root of this yeah so um i think a lot of people now recognize that um and certainly one of the uh, the benefits of lockdowns being that um people are attending to do things a lot more locally and we we we've got behind um the uh the town center bid and the pool bid um campaign which is um supported by bcp as a local authority uh, and also uh, as, as a sponsor. And it's all about getting people to stay in those local areas, but to, to spend their money with the local businesses and stay in the local area and obviously travel um, um, in the local area. And obviously we're a local business as, as, as well. So it's all about kind of trying to support those, those um, smaller local businesses that um, – perhaps don't get the, the headlines that the, the bigger um, stores uh, guess who, who, who can probably weather the storm a lot, a lot, a lot, uh, a lot easier. Well, of course, it is, it is early days. Are you encouraged generally by the way things are steadily, steadily moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I would say that um, we're starting to see, and, and it's been a, a sort of gr- a gradual process, maybe over the, the last sort of two to three months, uh, our um, passenger numbers are starting to rise week by week. And I think we're now sort of a, a, um, probably at a kind of point where we're, we're somewhere around about 50% of what we would normally carry, which again is the reason why for, from today we're, we're, uh, we're boosting the frequencies because obviously we need to ensure that we've got the capacity there, particularly for the schools resuming next week. And then we've got a further boost in capacities at the end of uh, September when uh, we think a lot more people will be going back to work, but also the university will um, be starting to resume as well. But of course, all that information is on your website and indeed uh, on the apps, the live apps, of course, that people Absolutely. can follow. The, uh, but uh, finally, uh, thank you for joining me. But uh, but finally, before you go, what, what tips would you give to people who are, who are going to be brave? Get back on the bus again. Absolutely. Well, I, I think, you know, for, for, first of all, you know, the buses are running. They've been running all the way through, uh, throughout this. Um, please check the timetables because we've made a number of changes. Um, and as I say, um, we're, we're boosting the timetables again from, from the end of September. Um, we've got guys who've been out and about changing all the information on the bus stops, so just bear with us if not every bus stop has been changed yet because we've got 1,200 bus stops, would you believe, uh, <laughs> with, with information on it. It's not a five-minute job to, 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 to chat them. If you're able to use the app, if, you, if you're able to look at the website, all the information is there. Our travel shop in, in Bournemouth Square opposite Boots has, uh, has reopened. It's on slightly restricted hours, but it's certainly open on, on weekdays, and the ladies in there uh, will be able to help you. Um, and also, it's probably just worth saying that um, uh, just be, um, you know, please be safe. 
please, um, if you can, wear a face covering and use a hand sanitizer. But uh, above all, of course, you know, keep washing your hands. And that's very much the, the government message all, all the way through this. Well, David, thanks very much for joining us this morning. And indeed to your staff for keeping us all on, on the move. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.